So my name is Deanne Connolly Graham, and I like to call myself a Chief Engagement Officer for ROI Media Consultants, which is a company that helps my clients meet the people they need to meet for their business and strategic alliance. I currently work with a couple of different clients, uh, the Charter Agency, which is Yacht Chartering, uh, the Doriscar Capital Group, which is a commercial lending money lender, um, does SBA and, 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 and lends money for commercial investment, commercial real estate, and a personal trainer who has written a book for seniors to exercise, and also a model academy. So I have very various clients that I work with, but it keeps life interesting. This, this, is, this is Diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, as always, get your notepads, your phones, whatever you take notes or rewind. I have the queen, the founder of ROI Media Consultant. She's going to give us the game, Miss Graham. She's going to give us the game on how we can get better connected, where she sees, you know, the current trends on various things, how this whole thing and networking is going into a world that we can be whoever we want, you know, talking to you metaverse nerds out there and just how things have, you know, nothing new is under the sun. So how things have been, it's just evolving. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm terrific. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Can you tell people ROI? I just like that name because in this business of consulting, that's what people want to know from the beginning before they hire you. What's the ROI going to be? Like you have a magic ball or something or an eight ball back in the day for those who remember. Um, give the game, you know, an introduction on your company and, and what you love to do for clients. Okay. So ROI, return on investment. I tell people if you're spending a certain amount of money, you should be getting back three times as much as you're spending. That's a good ROI. Uh, what I do for my clients is to connect. I like to call myself a professional connector because of the relationships I have with people. I'm able to make strategic introductions and help my clients either find a, another client that will bring them revenue or a partner that they can work with that will help expand what they're trying to do. And with that connection and, you know, clients are saying, hey, I need to be better connected. How do you guarantee them that they're going to make, you know, three times on their money? And if so, how? Because, you know, in the beginning, sometimes you don't even know how the client, if they're a hard worker, they might have just lucked up on something in a business or being gifted a business. How do you guarantee if you guarantee? Let me not put words in your mouth. Right. Yeah. No, it's not a good idea to ever guarantee anything because like you rightly say, you never know what the other person's uh, response will be or their level of engagement. But what I do tell people is that if you take that effort to create relationships with people, you will see results. It doesn't happen right away. Sometimes it does. But most of the time, it's a long-term relationship building opportunity, which is one of 
the things that I can help my clients with because I've spent years creating these relationships. So they kind of hit the ground running a little bit when I make those introductions. So they take advantage of the fact that I've been spending years creating relationships, but it does take time. I'm going to ask you a question and it's okay if you don't have the answer, but I'm, I'm, I'm totally just projecting what age limit are you finding that you're the clients that you go after the winners? I'm going to call it the winner circle. What age limit? Because, you know, with things being so fast right now, I'm finding that people maybe in their twenties who think they just got their first, you know, Bitcoin, or maybe they're a Bitcoin millionaire, right? They don't understand that relationships are what going to keep you going for decades. You know, it's great to hit one time, but for a lifetime to be able to keep doing this, what's that bracket where you see entrepreneurs getting it? Like, yes, I need a connector. I need a consultant of this magnitude. So I don't think it depends on age. I think it depends on the individual maturity level, quite frankly, um, because there's older people that are still in that old sales mode of, you know, get rich quick and this and that as well. So, and there's some young people that I've met that are profoundly incredible and understand the power of creating relationships. So age really doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the individual and their own personality, their own maturity level, their own, um, I get this type of response. So um, yeah, it's not age. Oh, now you have an interesting roster of clients. You had mentioned, you know, yachts and that's expensive. That's, you know, the the top 1% of the 1%. Talk about that experience, what it took to be able to get a, you know, um, get into that and, you know, just the type of people that you get to meet. I want to be like the rappers right now and just, you know, t- show that top of the top, creme de la creme lifestyle. So, so I actually met this client through the Miami Beach Chamber, which is one of the organizations that I belong to. And I highly recommend no matter where you live in the world that you attach yourself to a business organization like a chamber, um, because that's where you'll meet other business people who are expecting to hear about you and your business. So it makes it a lot easier to do sales and marketing when you're part of those types of organizations. Um, basically, they came to me which is how most of my clients come by word of mouth. And um, it's, it's a fun uh, client because as you say, it, it's a luxury item. And so I get to hobnob with the rich and famous, but it's not just for rich people, quite frankly. Um, if someone wants a special um, experience for an anniversary or a birthday, they will spend a couple thousand and go on a yacht for, for a half a day. So it's, it's really dependent upon what the type of experience that you feel is, um, it warrants spending that kind of money. But of course, there are those that will rent a yacht every month that have that kind of disposable income. And again, there's some that will be a once a year um, extravagance. So the key to that is to um, be sure that you are clear in what's expected For example, with our yachts, you can't have more than 13 people on board, but there's other yacht charters that don't adhere to Coast Guard rules and they don't adhere to safety. So you have to also be cautious as a consumer 
when you are um, getting an item of, especially a, a high ticket item, that the safety, that the, the security, that everything that's supposed to be in place should be in place. Now, you know, you talk about joining with memberships and that's a, it's a great thing to join an organization. I believe, I recall you saying at one point a few years ago, you were part of 50 organizations at one time. Oh, no, 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 16. That's oh, 16. Okay, six, 16 is still a, still a good amount. Um, yeah. How, you know, how did you make time for that and business? Because some people join things and it's like, okay, I'll join it. I might be guilty. I might be talking about myself. Hey, I'm going to join that. But then really to sew into it, it's like being part of 16 churches. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so when I, when I, during that period, and by the way, that was a short amount of period that I had that many, but it actually it was shortly after 9-11 and it actually is what helped keep our company afloat because of those relationships. But I was completely engaged with all the organizations. A lot of them overlapped. So it was easy to be a part of them, but you have to be engaged. You have to go to the meetings. And I tell people, find out about getting involved with leadership. So a number of the organizations, I was either a vice chair or a chair of a particular committee within the organization, or I was on the board, um, because that's where the real work is. When you're on committees and you're on boards, you are on a, a working level with the people in the organization. And that's where the relationships are created. Networkers are great, and I encourage people to go to networkers, but again, you have to have the right strategy for a networker. A networker is not going there to eat and drink and hang out with your friends. You have to have a plan. You should know who's going to be there. If it's the type of organization where you can get to see an RSVP list, so you can plan ahead of time, who do you want to meet that's going to be there? You also have to remember that you're not there to hang out with people you already know, unless you're strengthening a relationship with a potential client or strategic partner. You're not there to hang out with your friends. You want to meet new people. And also in meeting those new people, you want to approach them in a way that's not about giving your presentation. It's not about talking about yourself. It's more about finding out about them and how can you benefit them? Who can you maybe introduce them to who is at the event? I tell people be, to be a host at, the, at an event. Be there to help other people meet other people. The other thing is that you have to realize that follow-up is the most important thing. You can meet a ton of people, but if you don't follow up after you meet them, nothing happens. So again, and that's one of the things I work hard on also, you get the business cards, you make a little note to remember something about that person, and then you send an email the next day was great meeting you. Congratulations on your daughter graduating. Can we get together later this week or next week to discuss further an opportunity that might benefit your business? Those kinds of, of follow-up has to be done. The other thing I let people know is keep your eye on the news. And if you see someone that you want to meet or that you've just recently met and they're in the news, take a copy of the article or in the old days, we'd cut out the article and put it in the mail, right? Now everything is digital. 
If you take the time to do that, though, and actually mail something to somebody, it's, a, it's phenomenal how much of an impact that'll have. A handwritten note thanking someone. If, if it was someone that you really, really want to create a relationship with, send them a handwritten note. It was great to meet you at such and such, at, you know, at such and such a date. Can we get together in a week or whatever it is? But the follow-up is critical. Um, the other thing is when you're at a networker, it's really about finding out about that person. What are their needs? How can you benefit them? And even if there might not be a direct um, client for you, they might be for somebody else. And I guarantee you, they'll remember that you made that effort. So again, it's about giving. It's about giving. At the same time, you don't want to let yourself be used because sometimes, especially women, get into the mode of giving, 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 and there's no receiving going on. So it's very important for reciprocity to take place. There needs to be a give and take. So if you find that you're doing for a particular person and they're not returning anything, kind of back off a little bit because that's someone that's just out to suck you dry. And I've had those experiences as well. Haven't we all, I say business is a lot like dating or relationships. It needs to be both parties need to be satisfied. Um, now the services you offer, uh, you know, and I, and again, young entrepreneurs, sometimes, you know, I deal with a lot of influencers and they call, Oh, I didn't know it was going to cost that much. And you got to pay at least me up front. I got to get paid up front folks. Um, but when people come to you, a lot of times people will come and we call it po mouthing. Well, you know, I'm doing great in my business, but I just don't have it like that to pay you. But if you work with me until I get to the next level, when I blow up, you blow up type thing. For the young consultant who's hearing this now, or even PR professional, marketing professional, can you give them some advice on how to deal with clients who first come with their handout and act like they have no money, but they're in a thousand dollar outfit? you know, $100,000 car sometimes, um, help them out because you might be a lot nicer than, than I. Well, that's, that's definitely a challenge for consultants. And prior to COVID, it was a little bit easier. It's very tough right now because people are hurting financially and they want to pay you commission only and that sort of thing. Um, but what I tell people is to understand your own worth and to realize that if you're charging a $3,000 a month retainer, that's what you're charging. And that's the value that you're giving. And if your client, and, and I tell people, go on a short-term agreement, right? I'm not one that's going to tie you up for a year. Hire me for three months. If within that three months, you're not seeing the results, then, you know, that's, you're not, you're not committed. But you do need to stick to a pricing plan. Dependent on how much time you're going to be giving that client, you need to add value to your time. Depending on the type of connections you're going to be making for that client, that is also a value. Because it costs a lot of time and money to create those relationships. You know, you're paying for membership dues. You're paying to go to events. You're, you know, there's a constant um, expense that consultants have to create those relationships. So all of that needs to be figured into your pricing structure. One of the things I had to learn was not to take on too many clients at one time. 
So I have learned to limit myself to three or four maximum. I'm actually at the max right now um, because I'm a company of one. So you also have to understand your capacity because what will happen and what happened to me was that I said yes to everyone and I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off and I'd got nothing done effectively because I was trying to do too many different things. So it's really important to stay focused, to understand your capacity, to charge your value. Now, obviously, if you're a brand new consultant coming out the gate and you're just starting with new relationships, you can't charge as much as someone that's been doing it for 20 years. But you do charge something. There has to be skin in the game, right? The client has to, even if it's $500 a month, there has to be some type of a retainer so that that client knows that there's an expectation. And then of course you add commission onto that if something, if a deal gets closed. And again, depending on what your initial retainer is, your commission should be adjusted accordingly. So if you're charging a small retainer, your commission should be 20 to 25%. If you're charging a large retainer, 10% is, is usual. So it's dependent again upon what you're comfortable with, what your capacity is, and your level of experience. I love it. You guys are getting the game, whether you are listening on iTunes, iHeartRadio, our latest partner at AYV Radio in Freetown, Sierra Leone, or even watching on YouTube. Get those YouTube numbers up, like and subscribe and share it. The, you know, you, you talk about 20 and 25%. Uh, Elvis Presley's manager was taking 50% and more. Uh, Colin, uh, Tom Parker, whatnot, Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, so that's a fair, very fair rate for that. Now, with that rate, and we're both members of the Chamber of Miami, is there any leeway in your rates and your commissions for people who are in organizations? I'm trying to kick up numbers to say, hey, if you join the Chamber, you can get a better rate. Well, there's some businesses that will do that, that will give discounts to members. Yes, I don't do it only because it's not, um, it wouldn't fit into my, my business structure, but there are businesses that will definitely uh, give discounts to, to chamber members, yes. And that's always a good way, again, to create more of a relationship as well with fellow um, chamber members. Okay. Now, with all the you know projects the excitement of you know consulting every no day is the same what is a community give back that you're doing or that you would like to do in the future so i do a lot probably too much <laughs> community give back um a number of those organizations are actually nonprofits. i'm chair of the board for a nonprofit called ayuda that's been around miami beach since 1977 I'm also on the board of the Women's Fund, which is an amazing organization that focuses on women and girls issues. And I work with a number of other organizations that are in the community. I sit on the City of Miami Beach's Black Affairs Advisory Committee as their vice chair. And that is more about uh, human rights and um, businesses, uh, procurement for black owned businesses, programming, that will bring in culture and um, and black owned or uh, black uh, tourists, you know, focusing on more of a cultural aspect to Miami Beach. So there's a number of different community 
organizations. And quite frankly, I, that's where my heart lies. I like to feel that I'm doing something that is benefiting other people. I love especially working with women and girls. I love especially working within our black community because I feel, and you know, the facts show that we are still marginalized. We are still um, not getting our full due. And so we need to work on that. We need to be intentional about that. So that's a part, that's a big part of what I do, especially now in my age when I'm kind of winding down, I'm gonna be 66 this year. So I'm not um, as geared towards, you know, the, the rat race of the making the money and all of that. But I do wanna leave a legacy. I do wanna feel that what I'm doing on a daily basis has an impact on community. And so I encourage people, young, old, in between, do something that benefits your community. No matter what your business is, have something else that you do. And it can be a part of your business. You know, there's a lot of companies and corporations that realize now the importance of corporate social responsibility, that their business should have a aspect to it that gives back to the community. It's not, it should not be just about making money for yourself. It should also include how can I benefit the community in some way. And it doesn't really matter if your focus is on animals, children, health, whatever it may be, we all can do something. There's, there's a quote that says, everyone can't do everything, but everyone can do something. And so no matter where you are in your life or your business, there's something that you can do that can benefit the community. And, and that's what feeds the soul, quite frankly. And without that, you're just you know out there trying to make money and you won't be fulfilled, quite frankly. You could be a millionaire, but you won't be fulfilled. Amen, amen. You could be a billionaire and you could wanna jump off that bridge because you don't know your purpose. We, we talk about that often. And you talk about, you know, winding down, but does that mean we won't see any more modeling or acting? And for those of you who can't see her, if you see her eyes, like she has the glasses on now, but I've seen other pictures, though they can cause a traffic jam. Like, you know, like, are those, are those real? You know, with everybody going to have surgery now, in other countries. So is there no more modeling and, and acting for you in, in the near future? Oh, no, I'll keep doing that as long as they want me. That's a lot of fun. That's actually, it, it just came to me um, in October of last year, quite by accident. Um, there's a good example of doing a favor for someone and how it led to something else. Um, someone had asked me if I would help them with some Instagram marketing and take some photos for a product that they had created. And I said, sure. And when I went to the photo shoot, she had professional models there as well as professional photographer. And one of the professional models looked at me and said, oh my gosh, you could be doing a lot of work. You're gorgeous. Can I send your picture to my agency? I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Next thing I know, I'm being called for auditions and I've actually done um, three commercials and two print ads. Uh, since October of last year. So you never know what might come when you say yes, right, to to someone. But it's been fun and it pays well. And um, it's long days, I will say that. Um, I, I did a post on social media the other day. My favorite sentence is now, it's a wrap. Because mm -hmm. by the end of that, you're like, oh. But it is a lot of fun. You get to meet cool people and, um, 
you know, it's uh, it's something that I wasn't expecting in the in the latter part of my life, but it's a lot of fun, and I'll do it as long as they want me. Well, you know, I know you also have a YouTube channel. You guys just type in her name on YouTube, and I will say, do not shy away from showing up this June to Anaheim, California, VidCon. Uh, a lot of our influencers love to go there. I'm saying are, but a lot of influencers go there. It's an influencer event, and you just don't know if you don't put yourself out there. And I'm finding, and it might just be me, and, and you know, getting more and more gray hair in these love locks of mine, that I'm finding that, you know, you have so many people creating stuff but when you talk to just your average, maybe even student, you know, in college or in high school, they don't, since they don't know how to get to the end and they haven't had to, you know, talk to women, <laughs> they could text them. And so it's like the personal skills, like there's no mouthpiece, there's no game, there's no get up and go sometimes. And, oh, I'm just happy being a dishwasher. And it's like, you, you, you can't be happy being a dishwasher. You, you're more than that. Um, I think, you know, until they want to come kick us out of these spots, we have to uh, show them how you do it, how you get up and go. Not to say that there's nobody, you know, I'm not talking about all the young people, but I just meet so many folks who are just complacent in life. And I don't get that piece. So VidCon, Anaheim, book your ticket now. I, that's for you, Miss Graham. I want I want you to do that to to show them because I think there's more work out there, and that's where a lot of brand deals get done, and you get to learn about how the algorithms are working, and you'll show your YouTube a lot more love because you've been away for about two years. Last yeah. time I checked, I actually need to update it. You're right, and I have a lot of stuff that I should be uploading to it. So thank you for that reminder. I will work on that. Yeah, because since it's not about the money now, you get to do one of my favorite hashtags. You get to monetize your life and do you can do whatever you want to. You know, I, I tell people I'm working for my kids and my kids kids on some projects. Um, but that's, you know, just trying to leave a legacy. Um, but I got a lot more life. Let me ask you talking about leaving a legacy. Have you written a book or have you started <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You should ask that question. So my son keeps, my son who is an author, a historian, and has written an award-winning book, keeps telling me I need to write a book. I am a good writer and I have a lot of good things to share. And I had a friend that literally forced me not to write a book, because like, I can't call it a book. It's a, a 20 pages long, but she put it inside of a book that she was creating that's a collaboration of stories. And it's actually my first published piece. And so I may end up writing more and, uh, and publishing a book one day, but it's something that I keep hearing I should be doing. And we all have a book inside of us and that sort of thing. Um, but it takes time and you have to be intentional about it. It's um, something that you have to um, focus on like anything else, so. I've got so many other balls in the air. I haven't taken that particular one up yet, but it could be in my future, in the near future. 
Well, you know, the newer way of writing a book when people don't have a big team like Penguin behind them is they just talk their book, have the transcriber, you know, put the book out. Then you have another editor, folks, have another editor edit the book and put it out on Amazon and um, Ingram Spark and all those good things. So yeah, I, I can't, I can't wait because you, you have a lot going on. I can see you on the yacht, you know, writing the book, taking the pictures of the Instagram, doing a YouTube episode and people say, must be nice. That's a way that they hate on people when they don't think that they could do it too. Must be nice. That's like a, a you know, the shade. Tell the people, leave them with something, you know, something inspiring, something that maybe changed your life and has helped you and your clients throughout this, you know, career that you've had. Uh, I think that one of the things that I've always focused on is just try to be as authentic as possible. Don't try to be someone you're not. Um, whether it's in business or in your personal life, if something is not, if you're not feeling it, don't do it because um, you won't do it well. But if you're feeling it, if it's something that resonates with you, that's what you go with. Because unless you really care about what you're doing, you're not going to do it well. Unless you really care about the person you're working with, you're not going to work well with them. So it definitely boils down, in my opinion, to being authentic about yourself, about your relationships, about what you really want from life. Um, you know, there's a number of people that will become a doctor or a lawyer because that's where they thought money was going to be or that's what they thought their parents wanted or their parents did want. But at the end of their career, they're not happy. They're unfulfilled because that's not what they really wanted to do. So I encourage people, whether you're just starting out or whether you're in midlife or even older, find something that excites you, that gives you passion, that you look forward to waking up and doing. Because if you're not, life is too short. And even again, no matter how much money you might be making, if you don't feel that sense of purpose, that sense of passion, that sense of fire, Life is boring and unsatisfactory and you're miserable. Why wow. That's that's good game. And I thank you. And I also thank the Miami Chamber of Commerce, President Knowles, Beverly James, Mayor Matthew. I'm always call you that. And Paris Ward. I have not forgot you because I bug you so much. Um, I, I, I just I'm thank that. You. I'm going to correct you on the name. It's the Miami Dade Chamber of Commerce. You got to say it right because there's a Miami, there's a Greater Miami Chamber, there's a Miami ah. Beach Chamber. So Miami Day Chamber of Commerce focuses on minority businesses, focuses on, you know, making sure that we get what we need from our community. And it's a great chamber. I love that chamber. I, I do too. I do too. And I'll get the name right because being a newbie here, there's only one chamber in Miami to me. And it's the one that I saw looking so good in Tallahassee, connected and invited me and so welcoming. I had to become a member right then and there and got sick on that boat, you know, shortly after that when we went fishing and a, a slew of other events. You guys have gotten the game. You've received it. Now what I want you to do is make sure you share this with somebody. It will change their life. 
Are you tired of the violence? Tired of the injustice? Police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, a.k.a. the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mzungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. From Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town, Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. The opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifygame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.